listening to the Uloft podcast presented by United IUP, a community of college students and young adults in Indiana, Pennsylvania, who are dedicated to unite with each other and Christ to change the world around us. We hope that this podcast raises questions and answers others while ultimately starting a conversation to discover unifying biblical truth in this chaotic world. Welcome to the ULOF podcast, episode number three. We are so excited that you have joined us today for our first week in Relationship Goals. I am Kendall. I am your host. And to my left, we have, for the second time in a row, Miss Julia Buggy. Nice. Um, you put the miss in again. I did. Uh, miss Julia Buggy. It makes you sound a little bit more prestigious. I so, agree. Um, I need again, that. I need that. I don't typically about... have that going for me. <laughs> prestigious. So prestigious. the prestigious, majestic Julia Buggy <laughs> is here to speak for all women everywhere. Of course. Um, and uh, to my right, we have the boy wonder Robin to my Batman himself, mm. Caleb mm. Fugate. Which uh, makes sense because you are much larger than I, and I imagine <laughs> better at fighting than I would be. <laughs> so uh, Caleb's with us. He's one of the pastors here at United and we're glad to have him with us. What's happening? And then we've got Mr. Chocolate Voice himself, Chocolate. Michael Bond. The smoothest voice you will hear today. <laughs> What's up, everybody? So happy to be here. So happy you're joining us. I've been bracing myself for that intro, and I'm happy with it. Awesome. Cool. You know, I like what you just said, red velvet. Yeah, because he's got a voice like So maybe velvet. he's not chocolate. Cho- I was thinking chocolate like how, velvet. Like, like, you know, chocolate milk, just so smooth, and it goes down easy. But I like the velvet Red voice. velvet. I used there to dance go. under that name. <laughs> oh? Okay, well. Uh, uh, relationship that, goals. Here we go. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that question later. That was great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, we're talking about relationship goals today uh we have gotten into our series um uh this last tuesday actually at united about relationship goals and this isn't something that we've come up with uh we'll give a shout out to mike todd michael todd at uh, transformation church for writing an awesome book called relationship goals we'll give him a little plug there he doesn't know us at all um but we're using some of his content because it's really good what and if he listened to our podcast super good you know content. what i'm gonna send it to him i'm like i have i think As one degree should. of separation from mr michael todd and i'm just gonna send it to him and be like hey bro here's what we did we talked about this you don't know me um but but here it is so uh that'd be kind of cool if he listened to it um but yeah week one we're going to be talking about purpose and here's the deal if you haven't listened or if you've listened before to the ulof podcast really what we're trying to do is we are trying to make this a conversation that kind of parallels uh replaces or echoes or uh, even builds up the conversations that happen in our u groups um so our u groups meet every week uh and we hang out and talk uh, about what we what we um, what the sermon was about, what the talk was about the previous Tuesday, and uh, this is just a continuation of that conversation. Or if you are unable to make a U group, then this is kind of uh, your online podcast U group. So we're gonna jump right in today with relationship goals, talking about 
purpose. So we've all seen the hashtag relationship goals, the pretty picture of the perfect couple mm. in the sunlight. No doubt. Um, you mm. know, with the whatever, like with the uh, lilies in the field. Oh, okay. The, the corgi. Yes, there you go. Man, those are my dog relationship <laughs> yeah. goals as a corgi. <laughs> I don't know why that just popped into That's my head. That's so great. Um, by the way, uh, did you know a fox's alternate name is a forest corgi? So no way. Uh, anyways, yeah. So, uh, but we are talking about the hashtag relationship goals. What is, uh, what does that look like? What is that? What comes to mind whenever you hear the word or the hashtag relationship goals? Like, what are some things that you've seen mm. maybe uh, online or you know wherever that you're like, that's what yeah. relationship goals would be tagged as. Yeah. Yep. So, um, my Instagram feed will show couples at the gym for sure couple goals or relationship Mm. goals like the guys doing pull-ups and the girls like around his waist and they're both (laughs) ripped as heck and it's like man they're both they're both like really hot looking people like i wish (laughs) i could have that you know or i will say this one this one will probably get a lot of females out there if you follow the lebrant family on instagram savannah and cole lebrant they have five million followers currently Good grief and you know who they are? <laughs> i have no clue I have no their, idea. their <laughs> profession their profession is social media but they're christians which is very interesting so mm. cole lebrant's um profile page here it says living for god not for man and just to sum it up real quick their story is savannah was a single mom with this little girl everly cole um really attractive surfer looking young christian dude walks into her life they get married and they've had two kids since but if you just take a gander i'll just start i'm, scrolling I'm taking from a, a gander right please now. do start scrolling and please look at those pictures like oh wow for you look uh, kendall i'm, I'm going to show you this okay, okay? Yeah, i'm going to yeah, show I'm you not personally on instagram family so. pictures of these people that's exactly what i have in my mind entirely. as a relationship entirely so like we're scrolling through this and we're seeing people who look like they're airbrushed 24 yes. 7 yes. we're seeing people who take looks like they take photo shoots 24 uh-huh. 7 their children are perfect they don't look like aliens whatsoever out of the womb <laughs> they look angelic where, like, she's in a hospital because she just gave birth and she looks better than me on my best day entirely entirely she's like i will go like this and i'm like i never look like that and i'm just like goodness oh, gracious man. lebrant family okay but- okay Okay, so that actually, you know, I think you just took the cake. Like, we don't even need okay, to go great. further from that. That's like, one of the biggest wow. ones I've seen. Do you think, though, do you think that the hashtag of couple goals or relationship goals or their particular, uh, what they put forth, maybe not, we don't want to bash them. No, um, I truthfully but, love but them, any, but it, it's difficult. couple that does this, do you think that it is generally good, bad, neutral to uh, have that hashtag, to have that stuff out there? I think one of the things in and of itself, you know, not so bad, right? Like, I'm great that they have this social media influence, especially as Christians. Like, sure. a wonderful thing. Yeah. To, like, you know, present the gospel mm-hmm. as part of it. However, the harm comes on our side of it, right? Because now we start comparing. Oh, no um, doubt. So one of the things, Julia, you'll appreciate this because you went to a Christian college. And we actually mm-hmm. were talking about this earlier. So I went to Messiah College. Um, and I remember the Christmas after I graduated within a two-week span they're on my Facebook and Instagram. Um, no, I didn't oh. have Instagram at the time. So Facebook. I know this is going. Um, keep going. There were 21 engagements that boom, happened in boom, a two-week span. And Ring by spring. Which means like 42 people. <laughs> not like 21. Well, 22 because it's got to be an even number. But 42 yeah. people 
that I know from college got engaged in like a two week wow. span. And I'm sitting there like, what am I doing with my life? Like, and we start comparing. And that's oh the my danger. Gosh. Of it. So, like, Absolutely. you know, his Instagram, her Instagram in and of itself, not, you know, I would say it's like amoral in some sense. But, you know, when we start comparing, mm-hmm. like, comparison will kill you, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because now you say, well, I don't look like that guy. Right. Right. I certainly don't look like that guy. <laughs> I, I certainly don't look like either of them. <laughs> But so comparison can really just rob you of joy incredibly. Absolutely. Quickly. Yeah. And um, so when it comes to relationship goals, what I see a lot are these sort of idyllic moments with people together and they look very happy and they both, they all look real, very attractive. Like you were saying, Julia. With the sunset. And I think that like yeah, on its Got to have the sunset. Right. Yeah. Walking into the sunset mm-hmm. on a nice beach. Um, so, so. The issue here is that what we don't see and what we don't see is all of the effort that goes in to right. getting mm-hmm. to that place. I mean, if you're going to look like uh, like you just walked out of a magazine, that's going to take countless hours in the gym. That's going to take a very strict diet. If you're going to be walking on a beach in Barbados, that's going to take a lot of money, a lot of hard work to get the plane ticket and to, right. and to secure all of that. And if you're going to have a happy relationship like what they show in the relationship goals, that's going to take an incredible mountainous climb of effort and I think that when we see these on social media we think well people are just like they just wake up like that right and that's where the (laughs) disconnect occurs and that's extraordinarily dangerous because we think that if we don't fall into that then something's wrong with us or something's wrong with the other person one of the things so when I so I worked at Duke um, University for three years in their residence life I was in charge of a dorm um, which was pretty cool um, the the catchphrase of all of the undergrad stu- students, generally speaking, was effortless perfection, right? So, like, they had to wake up looking perfect. They had to feel like their relationships were in perfect mm. order. They had to have the perfect boyfriend or girlfriend. They had to have the perfect grades, all while it seemed as though they were putting in zero effort whatsoever. And almost weekly... I had to have like suicide ideation conversations with students, right? Because they're seeing their friends seemingly perfect life together, right? Um, Without realizing that their lives are falling apart and they're only holding it together by like crying every single night for three hours in their bedroom, right? Um, And and, right, because we see these snippets or we put on a public face. Um, or, I mean, when I was talking about the, the pregnancy photo mm-hmm. where, you know, she looked like she's perfect. It's like, okay, I know, you know, I know that two hours prior to this, she was screaming a lot. I imagine. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I've never given birth, but I imagine <laughs> but I that imagine. there's a lot of screaming involved. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, she wasn't put together like that or one point in time. Or like, you know, photos with kids. How many, Kendall, because you got three kids. How many times Bro. do you like, you get a good picture, but it involved... 10 minutes of screaming and running around. I mean, maybe some parents get a good picture, but not this one. (laughs) But it usually involves a lot of screaming and running around and trying to get, right. Like they're never perfect. We, we try to have this effortless perfection where we say my life's perfect and it took me no time or effort to do it. Right. And Mm -hmm. that is what the world I think is moving more and more towards and how they solved like their depression from not doing that is they would go like, you think IUP parties hard? Like, Duke students are on a whole new level, mostly because they got money. So you can really party mm-hmm. when you got money, right? Um, and, and they would just wallow in alcohol and, and, mm-hmm. and hooking up and, and all these things to like fill the gap, the fact that they aren't living a perfect life effortlessly. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, one of the things that I've heard people say before is don't compare your everyday life to someone else's highlight reel, you know, and really what we are seeing on Instagram, on uh, social, even on TikTok, whatever, like his or a vlog is someone's highlight reel, like someone's vlog that you watch or some couple's vlog that you watch. Guess what? That's highly edited like it's not just random stuff that's going on oh i should get a video of this no it's planned out like Mm -hmm. those influencers that are out there uh their stuff is planned out they are not candid shots they're not candid photos yeah this This podcast podcast planned. this podcast doesn't have any plans no just kidding (laughs) (laughs) um but there's there's no uh it's it's not candid at all right like it's it's literally a highlight reel or i will allow you to see what I want you to see versus I'm actually going to invite you into my life. And so, you know, uh, this, uh, this generation, this world, we are, we are uh, craving authentic relationship, right? Authentic relationship in our friendships, authentic relationships in uh, business partnerships, authentic relationship uh, in, in our uh, romantic relationship. And, um, you know, we kind of talked a little bit about how social media can influence. Well, what about the relationships that you've seen in your life, like that have been displayed for you, maybe your parents or your grandparents or your current relationships, whatever that might be, your friends' relationships. Uh, what are some things um, or what are some examples of relationships uh, that kind of have shaped the way that you view what that good or what that perfect or what that authentic, let's even say that, just what that authentic relationship might look like? So I know for me, uh, it was very helpful watching my parents um, because I had the advantage of seeing them. We've always had our family business and there were times when you know the business wasn't doing so well or whenever we'd get burned by unethical business partners. And I was able to watch them experience stress like that and not allow it to infiltrate their relationship. And I think that's very helpful when I got out into the real world to sort of start my own thing and build my own relationships, I was just staggered by the amount of dysfunction and broken homes and toxicity that people are dealing with on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important to have role models, but I think also that if you don't have any role models, you can get out there and you can find them. And so if you didn't have the advantage of having parents that stayed together, you can go out and you can find people who are displaying that in the world. And you can, you can learn that by learning the way that Christ loved and that self-sacrificial love. I think that, um, you know, you shouldn't feel like you're doomed if you didn't have that growing up, if you didn't have that to function as a role model, there is hope. Yeah. I think that the relationships that we can, uh, glean some wisdom off of is, uh, they're intentional, right? Like they're intentional about what they do. They're intentional about maybe even goals that they set specifically, like the real true relationship goals, right? Like, Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, man, every marriage actually starts with a little bit of a goal setting with their vows, like, and, and, you know, uh, people who are intentional with their vows and not just, oh, this is something I got to get through so I can get to the honeymoon night. Um, but actually something that is legit, (laughs) Uh, like, Hey, I am saying this <laughs> as vows. <laughs> now, next time you do a wedding, Caleb, you're going to think yeah, that. Yeah, I got one here in, like, at, in October. That you're I'm actually, ruined. Oh no. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. Um, so, um, anyways, whenever you, you know, whenever you say those vows, when you're getting married or whatever, you are technically setting a goal mm. for mm-hmm. your, uh, marriage. But a lot of times, um, you know, we can be guilty. Marriages can be guilty of just saying those words and not making them the goal 
for marriage right. that it is really yeah. i'm gonna stick with you better for worse i'm gonna yeah. stick with you in sickness and in health right. and uh much like michael i've i've had a great um example of that my mom uh, has multiple sclerosis and it has it it has had it since i was um a freshman in high school so that would have been Good grief. Uh, too many years ago. So uh, like 18 years ago. Wow. Um, yeah, I feel old when I say that, but I'm really not that old. So, right, you're still a millennial. Um, it's okay. There we go. Uh, so uh, anyway, she's had it forever. And, um, you know, I remember, I know my dad, like he is uh, very much like me. Um, it's difficult for him to be empathetic. He's very much like, uh, hey, just, you know, suck it up and just keep living and you're going to make it happen and we're going to make it work and all it, that. Yeah. yeah. Rub some dirt on it, get up and you'll be fine. Right. Like that's how my dad is. And um, But with my mom, however, like he has been so uh, selfless mm. in mm. his care for her. Mm. And, and when, when really, you know, there are times cause just, she doesn't have just multiple sclerosis in a way that like can make her weak on a day. She literally is paralyzed from the waist down and has been, um, really mm. since six months after her, um, after she was diagnosed. So like mm. my dad has Jeez. had to be a complete caretaker of her. And what that has shown me is the better for worse. That has right. shown me the sickness and in health. Yeah. And, and I, I know that my dad had to have made a goal uh, and has to continue to set that goal every day yeah. of I'm going to love my wife in sickness and in health. And I'm going to love her just like I loved her the first day that we were married. Yeah. And mm. um, so that's something that, that we miss out on mm -hmm. is that relationship goals is not a status to be attained. Right. Relationship goals should be something that we set and becomes a discipline like you were talking about earlier, Michael. So for you guys, um, you know, have you ever <laughs> set a relationship goal, um, you know, I mean, in, in your romantic relationships, in your friendships, uh, if you haven't, <laughs> how did that turn out bad for you? Mm, I'll start. So that's I, probably, I was about to say, that's well, probably I really easier. wanted to jump into that one. <laughs> oh, no, I'll gladly start because I, I started out dating in high school uh, with no uh, with no goals for the, rela the relationship. Mm. It was... It was a good girl dates bad guy jock like <laughs> star of the football Sounds team. Sounds like a lifetime movie. No, it yeah. most certainly was a lifetime movie. <laughs> Did you movie. like come back years later at Christmas time wearing a red sweater and, <laughs> and now he's a dentist? <laughs> Honestly, um that would have been a much better ending, but um I'll just fast forward through that relationship to say like when I look back on that now like it was simply based on uh charm attraction attention uh the guy wasn't even wasn't even a christian but i would have told you that that was really important to me so um fast forward to like probably i would say my next milestone like committed uh relationship in life it was a total 180 as far as like as soon as we decided to make the decision to date it was like okay goals boundaries day one so yeah. that we can be a team in this and set um just set that accountability up and part of it like felt cheesy to me at first but i was like no like i so appreciate this yeah. because like it's I, I mean we'll get into it i'm sure but like it's so it's so easy to stumble when there's not any type of goal any type of boundary line any type of um place where like the one person can be like hey 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 like this isn't you like this isn't I'm, yeah. I'm seeing things that you, you know what I mean just like that the friendship component of a romantic relationship so learned you'll, you'll live and you'll learn but that first one man it was all <laughs> it was all hoots and hollers for giggles it was great but not 
truthfully. I, say, I imagine that I wouldn't recommend kind of giggles from that. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean giggles, but not great. With not tears. great. Yeah, giggles and sure. tears. Giggles that ended in tears. Yeah, no, I think that uh, as a society, right, that our um, we don't set goals, and so then goals are set for us. Um, you know, we uh, if no, we don't preach it, yeah. preach it, preach. <laughs> if we don't set a goal um, as to what we want intentionally out of our relationship, then a goal will be set for us, whether we like it or not, whether by the other person, um, whether by society as a whole. So really, you know, we're talking to uh, young adults, college students right now. Honestly, the goal that is set by society is less love, less intimacy and more sex, less yep. love, less intimacy and more just I'm hanging out with you for some to have a great time with um mm. you know i'm just wanting to to basically have you by my side as we party through life together i'm, I'm wanting to travel partner or whatever like it really just becomes this more uh companionship that's based off of these highlights again like yeah. we've talked about mm -hmm. instead of like the intimacy that is really uh, uh, is really sacred in marriage or even right. just intimacy and friendships, right? Yeah. Um, intimacy and friendships. Intimacy is not sex. Intimacy is, uh, I heard someone break it down this way, into me, you see. Like uh, you can see all the way inside of my soul because I'm allowing you access to what the yeah. deepest parts of me are and I'm asking for access to what the deepest parts of you are and mm -hmm. then we're connecting on that level, on an intimate level so that the rest of everything that we do comes out of that and therefore um, is is made right, is uh, perfectly unified, is pleasing to God, is pleasing mm -hmm. to ourselves, right. is fulfilling. Because um, even in the darkest moments, even in the hardest times, if you have intimacy in a relationship, whether it be, again, a friendship or a romantic relationship, if you have intimacy, then when someone wrongs you or does something that you don't agree with, you can still see deep inside of them and you know right. who they really are. Yeah. And it's harder to take offense. Mm -hmm. um, it's harder to just write them off. Yeah. You know, there's an actual true bond that comes only from being intimate uh, in conversation and, and seeing into someone else's soul to someone else's heart. So. One of the things that I find uh, humorous and interesting. So in uh, Divinity <laughs> Square, I took some Hebrew um, and the word that like you're talking about, uh, to like to know to see someone um it, so in the very beginning when it's talking about genesis when adam and eve first know each other right um they know each other as like husband and wife there's a, a deep intimacy there right and the word is yada and it's spelled the same word as yada yada yeah, yeah so it's like next time someone's like yada 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 it's like i know i know i know <laughs> yeah, yeah. um but it's like this deep sense of knowing someone that a husband and wife have and i don't know what that's like necessarily but that's actually the same word that God uses um, to describe how he wants to have a relationship with us, to know every single, which here he does, um, know every single part of our life. But he wants us to know him on the same level that a husband knows their wife. So that's kind of why like marriage in particular, so that's like a really good, is a good rep representation mm -hmm. um, of what relationships are, because it's only in marriage that you have that like, because of the values you have made, you have a commitment to say, it doesn't matter what I find out about you in the deepest parts of your life, like I'm going to stick with it, right? And to know each other in that way. And like, that's what we're shooting for because ultimately, um, from like a Christian perspective, the goal of any relationship is to be more like Christ out of it. Mm -hmm. So your wife makes you more like Christ. Your children make you more like Christ in the same way and vice versa, hopefully. And friendship should be the same way. 
Um, but we don't often think of it that way. Like I think of a marriage as a goal in and of itself. It's an end goal, right? Mm -hmm. I want to be married and I want to have kids as opposed to saying like, I want to be married because in doing so I represent Christ better or I come to right. know Christ better. <laughs> yeah. Right. The day um, I say that as a, like a first yeah. reaction. So here's a, a little fun fact in, in, in my, my tradition way back when, um, they used to, if they could, I mean, they wouldn't schedule these on purpose, but if they had a funeral and a wedding that were happening on the same day within like the, and think like 1780s, like way back. Um, they would, as a casket or a body was being taken out of wherever they were meeting, they would bring a bride and groom up so that when you say, till death do us part, like it meant that, like wow. you just passed the body oh on the way gosh. out and th That's we're taking rough. this seriously, right? Cause there's something serious about a vow, a covenant, right? Yeah. When God makes a covenant with us, he says, it doesn't matter how many times you break this covenant. I am going to stick through this, right? Yeah. And like Hosea, the prophet, is a good example of that. He's like, you're going to marry this prostitute, and she's going to flake on you and cheat on you and everything else mm -hmm. you can think of, and you're going to stick through it, right? Um, and that's what it's about. But we don't have relationships like that anymore, and people aren't known. And because of that, we have so many mental health problems because you can't confide in anyone, right? And that's how we're designed. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. I think that, um, you know, I'm glad we're bringing this back to the Bible, obviously. It's good. Uh, because having a goal, right, without uh, without aim is senseless, but having a goal without God is pointless. Like without yeah. without accept, without um, bringing God into your relationships, without um, viewing your relationships through the lens of Jesus Christ and how he views you, like it's 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 really pointless. Like it, right. there's no, you, you can't succeed. Like yeah. it doesn't matter what goal you set. You're not going to succeed if you don't bring God into the equation. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, so as we talk about relationship goals, we have to, we have to think about what is our purpose, um, in, in Christ? What is our purpose in God? And is this relationship helping me get closer and move forward and toward that purpose in Christ? Thanks for listening to the ULOC podcast presented by United IUP. If you would like to join our community, visit unitediup.com or follow us on Instagram at United IUP. United meets every Tuesday at 727 p.m. in the Indiana Theater located at 637 Philadelphia Street in Indiana, PA. Come live United.